Hello again, word lovers. Long time no see. Well, not that long, I hope. Maybe about a week. But that way of greeting is an example of something we're looking at today. That is a calc. To calc is to borrow a word or phrase from another language, but simply translate it into your language. Calc itself is a loan word from French, meaning a tracing, an imitation, a good copy. Some examples of calcs would be a flea market, which you take from Marché aux puces, which was the French market for small things. That went German into Fleurmarkt, so you got to, you got it almost converging again. Other examples would be skyscraper being rasgacielos in Spanish. Uh, the mouse of the computer is very often named after the animal in various countries. It's Mishka in Russian, it's a raton in Spanish. Football is very often football though it's calced into Polish and into Arabic as kort al-kadam, football. So after that slight diversion, where did we get the calc long time no see? Two possibilities here, one from Native American Indians. We can date that to a 1900 book, 31 years on the plains, etc, etc, a long title. But there's another more widely accepted route, which is that it came from Chinese, uh, Mandarin Chinese, a phrase, Ho Chu Bu Zhang, I risk saying, meaning long time no see, and that was imported back via the British Navy, and there are quite a few examples of that. Here's another calc from Chinese, it arose during the the Korean War of the 1950s and is to wash the brain. Ji Lao Hu, another nice calc into English, is paper tiger, which dates from before the First Opium War. And the word chopstick is a kind of half calc. In the 1690s, the British sailors partially translated quite which meant fast boys. The first element was a distortion of Cantonese cap, meaning urgent. And the other, another little sort of calc from there is chop chop. Come on, let's do it quickly. Chop chop. And the second element, tse, giving us cap tse, which got sort of mutated into chopstick. But here we have simply some Chinese words that have made their way into English. Typhoon is a wind from Taiwan, strictly speaking. Tycoon is a great nobleman. Ketchup is still known as catsup in some English-speaking places. Koi chap, or something similar in Chinese. Brine of fish, possibly spread via the Chinese community in Vietnam in the late 19th century. And while we're with food, another foodstuff is known as touches the heart, although we know it by the direct Chinese words dim sum. And houses in China are often built according to wind and water. You've probably guessed that's Feng Shui. Gung Ho is a mixture of things as well. US Marine Corps Major Evans Carlson, who took the suggestion from one of his friends, that in order to build up the work ethic, he would use the Chinese phrase, work together, Gung Ho. So perhaps not authentic Chinese, although as far as I can see, kumquats is, as is lychee, tofu, wok, Kung Fu, Kung Fu meaning literally skill or accomplishment. Tai Chi, Tai is extreme, Chi, limit. To kowtow, to knock your head on the floor in a sign of subservience. I think seven times. 
and back to mixtures here. Tangram are from China, where they are known as Qinqiaopan, which means in the inimitable Chinese way, intriguing seven-piece puzzle. But the name was changed, who knows why, possibly influenced by the word anagram and the word tan, Chinese word to extend. That's pretty much guesswork though. Sometimes we yen for a more accurate etymology. And in that sense of yen, to really want something, that's Chinese as well. And what you really want etymologically is opium. It's a craving for opium. A couple of vehicles now from Chinese. Sampan is a pleasing direct translation of three boards, three planks. And rickshaw is from Japanese jinrikisha, although this originally comes from Chinese words. Jin would mean human, li, which would mutate to riki, meaning power, and sha, meaning vehicle. That sounds possible to me, but despite being a Japanese word, all the elements are from Chinese. And for the first time today, we're going from Chinese to a pi root, the root being quell, which kind of means wheel. It means to go around, to move around, which also means to sort of to live, so the places you move around in. And the knowledgeable folk in the upper reaches of etymology inform me that this would maybe borrowed from Tocharian, an extinct Indo-European language. I'll be looking at non-Indo-European languages quite soon, but I've saved the most obvious and universal Chinese word to last. This is in English, it's in Indian, it's in Hindi, it's in Russian, it's in French, it's in every word, and the word is tea. I say every language, there are often variants. It depends on the root the actual tea took. Te or tea probably came via the sea, whereas countries where it's called cha or chai would have been closer and possibly on the Silk Road. And the Silk Road is where we end this brief investigation into the Chinese words and calques that have somehow made their way into modern English.